Hey guys, welcome back to the Tar Pit Podcast. I'm Emma. I'm Adam. I'm Evie. Now we're in episode eight, and where do we start off? We started in Cologne, Germany, and the teams took a car to the airport in Frankfurt. And they were flying to Vienna, and then they would go by train to a new country. And that new country is... Slovenia. Yes, and it is how old? 32 years, which is a pretty young for a whole country. Right, so it recently got its independence um, not too long ago, and we'll cover that later in the show. But the reason we say that is because during the introduction, Phil mentions that is it is 32 years old, and we didn't realize watching that that was going to come into play later on. So as they're driving to the Frankfurt Airport to take their flight to Vienna, they have a nice little story vignette with Morgan and Lena. And Morgan and Lena talked about their relationship and building up their relationship and strengthening it on this experience. And then they also mentioned, though, that they had a cousin back home who dealt with some difficult health issues and that they were excited or happy that their cousin would be able to see them on uh, the show later on, which which is now. Uh, so that gave them a lot of happiness and joy as they were going on their way to the airport. So they get to the airport and they fly to Vienna. There was an early flight, which had John and Greg, Todd and Ashley, and Rob and Corey. But Todd and Ashley and Rob and Corey, when they got to the airport, they got on standby. So it was originally only Greg and John. Right. It was originally them, but they did uh, make the standby list or got off the standby list and made the flight. And so the three teams were on the early flight and that put them ahead by quite a few hours. And on their way, they had to take a train from Vienna to Slovenia. And at the train station, they found an earlier train that would put them eight hours ahead of all the other teams. But as they were riding that train... It kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed 14 minutes. And then their connecting train, originally they had a five-minute layover, but it went down to negative one minutes. So they missed that train. Right. So what happened, um, as you said, is they got to the airport in Vienna, and they noticed that there were different options to get to the town in Slovenia they had to go to. And one of the options was a little bit risky, and they all admitted that. And so they decided together, though, they were going to do it because combined with their early flight, it would have given them, like you said, eight hours of a lead. But the connections all built on each other. So there was only five minutes to make your connection within some of these routes. And so if there was a delay, it would have caused a chain reaction. And that's what happened is there was going to be a train, a chain reaction and they were going to be a lot later to make their connections so they, yeah, go ahead, Evie. So they had to go back, like, on a train to where they were when they met up with all the other teams. Right. They turned around. They made a decision as a collective group of teams because they were working together and said, you know what? Let's get off at this stop. Let's turn around and go back to the starting point in Vienna and make the other connections so we can get there because we're going to be late for the future connections on this, on this leg. Which all made another unintended equalizer. So now all teams are on the same train. Right. And when they get back to Vienna, the the other teams were still boarding that first train ride uh, to Slovenia. And so it ended up becoming an equalizer. So they lost their lead and all the trains were on the same. All the t- teams were on the same train. 
To add on to what you said, Corey said that they just lost an eight-hour advantage. Yeah, they did. They did. And they were. you could tell they were upset, but then at the same time, you could tell that they knew they had to turn around because they would have been potentially even later than the eight hours. And they knew that they made the right decision when they turned around. Yeah, yeah. It was a risky decision. They knew that. They all admitted that it was risky when they took the initial train, train ride because it was that whole chain of routes that led to, uh, with very little wiggle room for error. So they get to Slovenia, and they are at a roadblock. And the roadblock is where one person on the team is in a glider, in a gliding plane, a glider plane, and they are being pulled by a motor or a jet plane or an engine plane, I guess you would say. It was a propeller plane. A propeller plane. And there was a tow rope, and then that tow rope would let go, and the glider plane would just kind of go in the air with a skilled pilot. And they, from the air, had to look at a nearby lake for the next clue. And the clue was that... Go ahead. This is where the country, being 32 years old, comes into play. Because mm-hmm. as they were flying over the lake, they looked down and they saw the numbers 9, 9, 1, and 1. And it ended up being... 1991 which is 32 years ago which is also when slovenia was founded right so there's four numbers on the and each each number was in its own little rowboat and they were floating and they were kind of jumbled or scrambled it looked like they were scrambled and when you fly you had um, binoculars and you were supposed to look down at the lake memorize the numbers and then they land and then they get to a trivia question. And the trivia question is, what year did Slovenia get its independence? And the answer, like you said, was 1991. But some folks didn't, re- didn't know the year. And so they didn't understand that they kind of scrambled the numbers because they weren't sure and thought it might be a lot older. Like 1199? And, yeah. And then I think um, one of the teams, was it Joel and Garrett had to go again? I think it was, right? And then one of the things that we didn't notice, go ahead. But Morgan and Lena had to go back too because um, Lena said that it was 1976. Oh, right. Because she thought one of the ones was the seven because it had the little cliff. It had the little stem on it. It was a one with a stem on it. And then she didn't, and then she didn't like quite understand the second nine. Yeah. So, um, oh, right, because she said it was a six instead of realizing the line was under the nine, right? Um, But they all said that it was hard to see because you were so high, and also it was hard to get the binoculars in focus. Garrett noticed that the Expedia symbol was pointing to the left, so he noticed that if you read all the numbers to the left, it made 1991, which was the date. Right. So there were four rowboats, with each with a number, with a one or a nine. And then there was a fifth rowboat, though, in the middle, in the center of it. And there was an Expedia symbol with, a, with an arrow pointing. And what I didn't even realize when we were watching it until Garrett brought it up is that the arrow pointed in the direction that you were supposed to read the numbers. And so obviously it gave you the year 1991. I'm kind of sad that they switched to Expedia and not staying with the Travelocity thing because I liked that Travelocity roaming gnome. That gnome was cute, wasn't we it? We love yeah. the Travelocity yeah, roaming gnome. And also, I think it's hard to understand the prizes because they get like these Travelocity points, points. or something. Or it's like, Expedia. Or Expedia points, sorry. Instead of like a whole Travelocity trip. 
Yeah, and so it, it kind of makes it hard for the viewer to imagine what the trip is. I think they're doing a little bit better of a job describing what it could be anyways. Um, like this one that when they won at the end, they did, gave a little bit more of a description of what the troop could be. But at the beginning of the season, they were just kind of saying it was a point to use at so-and-so. And that was kind of it. And it was hard to understand what that would be like. But the Travelocity Roaming Gnome was my best friend. <laughs> my best friend on TV. That's funny. Yeah, it was a cute one. And they would have it be interactive. So they would have like they challenges and roadblocks that they had to use. Like on the poem one on the little boat thing. On the, like, you know how, like, when you're on a lake, it has the inflatable being pulled by the boat? Oh, yeah. It was, like, Corey and... Like, the blow-up raft? Yeah. What what was the other one? Corey and... Anyways, they had to take the Travelocity Roaming Gnome and memorize a poem while on the raft. Oh, Tyler. Yeah, Tyler and Corey. Yeah, that's right. That one season 33, I think, they had to use the Travelocity Roaming Gnome and, like bungee jump or something like that yeah and um and like ashley said when we were doing the interview with todd and ashley she said like she was really afraid of heights and that travelocity roaming gnome kind of got her through it (laughs) watching it anyways yeah being nervous about it um so they do the scramble the number scramble and again had to solve what year Slovenia gained its independence rob got it first he was one of the first teams and he got the right answer um, and then the, like we said, the arrow pointed in the right direction of the numbers and Anna Lee and Steve are one of the last cars to get to the spot that they need to get to. And they are having a really difficult time with navigation and directions. And they are really, she's really starting to get frustrated and get snippy with Steve. And you can see that the wheels are coming off a little bit with her. And so I felt bad for her because you could tell she's really competitive. She wants to win. She's, I think, been a fan of the show for a long time. At least that's what it sounded like when we talked to her before. Um, And you can tell that she was getting really disappointed. And I think she had the feeling that they were in last place this whole time. Yeah, and like to add on to what you said about being disappointed, when she was telling Morgan about like how they were in last place and how she was really sad about it, you could hear her voice like cracking and she and it looked like she had tears in her eyes. Mm-hmm. And then like a little while later you could see that again. And like I just felt so bad for her. Yeah, yeah, I did too. So I think that um once they got to the spot though where the glider was, I think they realized that they weren't as far as they thought so that was good um they weren't as behind as they thought they were but they were talking like oh we're gonna be last this leg yeah so i think they were kind of um a little really disappointed with the way that they were performing so after they go through the gliding over the lake they then have to go to get a clue at the nordic center which is a nearby it's kind of like a winter sport area. It's a parking garage that they turned into. Like when all the snow melts, they turn into a giant freezer and hold all the snow in there. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So they get to the Nordic Center in Slovenia. And the first couple teams that show up have a chance to go and try to get a surprise express pass. But to get the express pass, what do you have to do, Evie? You have to climb this probably 200 feet up staircase and it's really steep and you just like like a lot of teams struggled with it 
Todd and Ashley completely passed the thing. Like three times. And it was marks like with um, red and uh, yellow flags. And they just like zipped right through it. Like Todd's like, no, that can't be the staircase. But then Ashley's like, yeah, I think it is. And then like they ended up going back there because when Rob and Corey got there, they saw that they were on that staircase. And then Ashley got so mad. And she, like, she was probably really mad for, like, most of the leg, like, after that. Yeah. She was a little upset, for sure. I think they they saw that they had potential to get the express pass, but mm-hmm. because of circumstances, they didn't get it. Um, like you said, though, Corey and Rob went for it. And it was, I would say it was way higher or way longer it was than It thousands of stairs. Yeah. It was a long... It was like three staircases, too. Staircase that went up the side of this mountain. Because at the top of the mountain is the express pass when you make it up there. And it looked long and it looked hard and it was steep. And once you get up there, though, you get the express pass and then you get to take, I think it said the one of the world's longest or highest zip lines down, which would be really cool. That looked really fun. Rob and Corey were the only ones who made it all the way through. And Rob was struggling. Yeah, he, he was. He they I have to give Rob credit because he looked like. There was a couple times when they showed him on a camera, and I thought, oh, he's going to have a hard time making it up. But he did it. He was a trooper, and they got the express pass. Todd and Ashley, Ashley said that she wanted to go, so they kind of gave up. Um, Greg and John, they're super athletic, and they gave up. Who else was it that they gave up? I think that was it that tried. And then Steve and Anna Lee went to the express pass like challenge and did the whole thing even though rob and cory already got it they went up the stairs and everything and they didn't see the little taken sign right so the as the other teams go um like we said rob and cory go up it and they were successful um todd and ashley tried to go up and thought they could maybe catch up to rob and cory and beat them but they ended up turning around because it was hard And they didn't see that once you get up halfway, there was another half of the staircase. You couldn't see it from the angle down at the bottom. And then uh, John and Greg actually were doing, keeping a pretty good pace and almost catching up to them. But I think they realized how long and how high it was and that Corey and Rob had enough of a lead that they may not catch up. So they ended up turning around also. So it was basically Rob and Corey that got to the top, got the express pass. They zip lined down. And then all the teams had to go into the Nordic Center, and they went on this artificial, well, I mean, this man-made cross-country ski run, or uh, ops, or course, I should say. What, like, back to the zip line for, um, like, when Steve and Anna Lee got there. At least Anna Lee had fun zip lining down that thing, and so did Steve. And, like, Anna Lee, kind of, like, when she got to the bottom, it stopped. Like, she kind of, like, flew up a little bit. Yeah. So the other teams go into the Nordic Center and they end up having to do a cross-country course, uh, cross-country ski course, to get to the next clue that tells them where they have to go. And so it was an indoor skiing challenge and it was in this man-made indoor area where they had um, made snow for it. And like you said, as the teams come in, they realized the express pass was taken because there was a sign, a little the Amazing Race symbol at the bottom of the stairs that said taken. But Steve and Anna Lee, I think just probably because of their frustration at the beginning of this leg, 
just went there and decided to go up the stairs and they didn't see that little symbol that said it was taken. And so, like you said, they went all the way up. Poor Steve. He looked exhausted that he went up all the way up and they were told that the express pass was taken. Thankfully, though, they let them zip line back down instead of having to walk down. And Steve had fun going down, too, because but he had like a little woo, but it sounded like woo, like yeah. kind of like disappointed. <laughs> I but think he like was just it, tired, probably. Yeah. And like it sounded disappointed, tired, but also like he was having fun. Yeah. Yeah. So they get through the um, cross country ski challenge and then they get the clue and the clue takes them to a spot where there's a where they have a detour. And so they get to choose between fieldwork and housework. Mm-hmm. How would you describe fieldwork, Emma? Fieldwork is they have these giant hay racks and there's a bunch of hay on the ground and they have to scoop it up and lay it on these racks to dry and they have to pack it in really, really tight and get most of it off the ground. Otherwise, the judge won't pass it. Right. And on the racks, just so the listener knows, there's like these bars that go across and they're probably about like five bars high and it's high because they had to climb it. So one person is shoveling or has a big hay fork and picks up the hay and then passes it to the other person and that person's packing it on the rack. Um, And how would you describe housework? Well, I would describe it like like painting a giant birdhouse, but for bees, like there are these tiny little holes and like like you have to put up these paintings. That make a story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what uh, was is being told as you're watching the show and they describe what the housework is, is that you're making a home for a family of bees and that Slovenia has more beekeepers than any other country in the world and that they're very proud of that. And with that comes big, elaborate, they call them bee homes. And so you're not just doing beehives with the sheets of woods like we're thinking of in those big boxes. They actually are making them in the design of these little homes. And on the side of them, they paint them and they have all these little paintings and drawings and images on them. And so they're, and they tell a story. And so you're putting this bee house together um, and that's part of the challenge. Joel and Garrett were at that detour and they were like, it's like an Ikea. It's an Ikea bee house. Right. Because it didn't require any hammering or nails. And they were all pieces that kind of fit together like a big puzzle. And also, Joel and Garrett, remember that one time when they left their fanny pack? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. They left their notebook this time and they had to go all the way around. And it was Joel's, well, kind of Joel's fault again. But technically it was both of them. But Joel's the one that realized it. Yeah, well, I yeah. So the teams that are doing field work are um, creating hay, hay, hay rack. What we begin to notice, though, during the field work detour is that there are people with allergies. <laughs> and all of this hay sweeps up all kinds of hay dust. And so... People are sneezing like crazy. I couldn't remember if it was John or Greg, but somebody on their team was just sneezing like crazy. And then Corey in the car was so puffy, like his face. Yeah. So Corey and Rob also did that challenge. And when they left to go to the next spot, then he was super itchy and they had to stop actually to get a Benadryl out of the backpack. Speaking of Greg and John and Rob and Corey... 
Rob and Corey passed Greg and John, even though they went to go get the express pass. That's true. They did. Speaking of Greg and John, when they were talking like behind the scene, like for a little clip, like behind the scenes, when they were talking about the hay, John sneezed and said, just thinking about it makes me sneeze. <laughs> That's true. That was funny. So they did that. Todd and Ashley did the um, hay, hay event. Todd's face was so dirty. Yeah. Um, I, all of them were. They had all kinds of hay dust and little like pieces of hay everywhere on them, and they were sweaty and, and their sticking hair, to them. In their nose, in their mouth. Yeah, in their they eyes. had to wear these funny hats when they were doing the challenge. That so was kind of funny. I wasn't a big fan of the hats. Um, Me and so it was Todd and Ashley, Greg and John, Robin, Corey, Robin and Chelsea, and Robin and Chelsea. And r- was it Robin or Chelsea? They made a little comment because they didn't think that Todd and Ashley would be able to Chelsea, do it. I think. It was, yeah, no, it was Robin because Robin's kind of the judgy one. Yeah, she was the one, one of them said that they thought it was too. It would be too much hard work for Ashley to be able to handle, so they thought they would end up leaving and going to the other detour. But they did it all before Robin and Chelsea. So. Yeah, yeah, surprise to them because Todd and Ashley were the first ones done with and, the hay uh, field work. Detour. And Robin and Chelsea were the last. They were. So then we had the housework detour, and that was Joel and Garrett, and Annalie and Steve. Oh, Morgan and Lena did the um, field work also. So who did the housework one? Steve and Annalie and Joel and Garrett. And then, um, and Steve and Annalie get there. They were later as they were throughout the whole uh, leg. And they were, again, worried and making comments that they felt like they were last. But I think when they got to the challenge and saw Joel and Garrett there, they felt a little bit better about their standing and thought maybe they had some time to catch up. But then Joel and Garrett kind of rocked out the house and they got done. But, but then the then twist was, back. like Evie said, Joel left his notebook at the site and they had to turn around and come back and get it. And Joel said, if we want to make it to the end, then we got to go back and get that notebook. Because it has everything, like at the end of every season, they always have like this big memory challenge. And people usually write stuff down in journals or notebooks, and that's their notebook that they put everything in. Right. That's their notebook that they're going to study if they make it to the final leg. You're right. So that's what they're saying. They're like, we plan on winning. So if we're going to go that far, we need this notebook. So I, I get it. They had to turn around and get it. So then it comes down to Morgan and Lena are the last ones um, at the fieldwork challenge. And oh, no, they weren't. They just Robin got lost. And it was Robin and Chelsea. But when Morgan and Lena left, they were getting lost. They had a hard time with directions. And so that really put them behind. So when it gets to the pit stop, they had to go... How did they to get to... to the pit stop? What's that? How did they get to the pit stop? What did you have to do to, before the pit stop? So they go to, from the detours, to one of the tallest buildings for the next clue. They had to drive to one of the tallest buildings in Slovenia for the next clue. And they are driving and Morgan and Lena are having a really hard time with directions and navigation. And that put them further and further behind. This building had a ton of stairs as well. A really large spiral staircase. It did. And Rob was going uh, up them and he was like, my God, again, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, that was funny because they just did that huge mountainside challenge to get the express pass. 
And so they get done with the fieldwork detour and they go to that tall building for the next clue. And the, to get it, though, they have to go all the way up this massive spiral staircase. And of course, I'd be disappointed, too. I'd be like, oh, my God, again. That's what he was like. <laughs> I felt like Rob was going to collapse because he went up so much stairs. I know. I know. I have to give it to him, man. He was mm-hmm. a trooper. That was great. Mm-hmm. Um, he hung with his son, and that was pretty cool. He did a good job. So they get to the top of this building. They get the next clue, and the clue takes them now to the pit stop. And the pit stop is at a place called Dragon Bridge in in uh, that town. And from the tall building to the pit stop at Dragon Bridge, it comes down to a foot race for first place and a foot race for last place. So when they leave the building, the foot race for first place was between John and Greg and Todd and Ashley. And you're watching and you're trying to figure out who's going to get there first. And the first three teams were the first three that were working together to get on the earlier train. That's true. We did earlier in the show see the beginning, almost what I would call an alliance. Mm -hmm. So we had some work between John and Greg, Rob and Corey, and Todd and Ashley. And the three teams were kind of working together. And I don't know if I say working together in a strategic way, but definitely helping each other out. Mm -hmm. Uh, They tend to gravitate to each other. And so we see the beginning of what might be an alliance. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is a good alliance for the last three teams. Yeah, actually. So they end up getting to be the first three teams, you're right, at the pit stop. And it comes down to a foot race, though, for the first place. And that's between John and Greg and Todd and Ashley. And then it comes down to a foot race for the last two teams of who's going to be last. Evie, what were the standings this episode? Greg and John got first, and they got Expedia travel points for... Namibia. Namibia. Thank you. Todd and Ashley got second. Rob and Corey got third. Joel and Gary got fourth, even with that little fanny pack incident. Robin and Chelsea got fifth. Stephen and Lee got sixth, so they're still in. But Morgan and Lena got eliminated, and I started crying. Mm, They did, and it was between them. And Steve and Annalie. Right. And it came down to almost a foot race because they were pretty close, neck and neck, to get to last place. Um, but Steve and Annalie just beat them, which I'm surprised because they were really behind at the beginning of the episode. Morgan and Lena didn't even get lost that much. It was just that one time. They did. And Steve and Annalie were behind this whole leg. And I know. They somehow squeaked out a little, not getting eliminated. Well, it just goes, that's an amazing race. It just goes to show you one wrong turn can make be a mad move and you just never know where you're going to end up. I have a ton of emotions about this. I'm mad, sad, disappointed, all those emotions. And I'm just really emotional about this. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, you really connected with the sisters, especially yes. once we got to talk to them earlier in the season. You really liked that. They were my besties too, not just the Travelocity roaming, no. Um, So that was the episode. And so next week, we'll see where things go and who is going to be the next team eliminated from the race. Can we do like which detour part that we would choose? So if you were to do a detour, which one would you choose, Evie? I would do the B one. Three reasons. One, I do not want to get hay in my hair. Two, I like painting. Three, I've never gotten stung by a bee, so if I get um, if I get stung by a bee, then if I was going right now, then that would be the first time. 
Evie or Emma, which one would you do? Field work or uh, housework? I would do housework because I have seasonal allergies and I don't want to breathe in all that hay. And also it looks pretty easy because you're just painting and putting stuff together. Yeah, I think it. I, I agree with you. I think I'd probably do housework um, just because you weren't necessarily handling the bees. You were just making a new home for them. Yeah, and but if one of them flew out, they weren't really yeah, they, they were in the house and they weren't around you. So, yeah, they weren't around. So I think it would have been safe that way. Um, and then also like you, I grass really irritates me. Fresh cut grass. And so, hey, I think would have really been very irritating and itchy and made me stuffy and everything. So we will see where things go next week with uh, the show and the race and see who gets eliminated. Uh, I want to thank everybody who follows us on Instagram at the underscore tar underscore pit. Um, We've reached our 5000 follower landmark. And because of that, we are going to be celebrating at Disney World and we will do a face reveal of the co-host on that show for myself, Emma and Evie. And thank you, everyone. If you'd like to support the show, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash the tar pit. Thank you and see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.